Oh, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the AMX Superstores Moto Online Pro MX Recap Show. We are back from Canberra. This is the Canberra Recap Show. Joe Stevens here, as always, hosting this bad boy. I am joined this afternoon, tonight, by my main man, Darnell Official. How are we doing, Darnell? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's a little stressful. We're having a few technical difficulties. That's all right. We made it work. We do what we do. Um... Of course, this is the AMX Superstores uh, Moto Online recap show for the Primex series. Brought to you by AMX Superstores. AMX Superstores are the nation's leading motorcycle accessories retailer with over 15 locations nationwide. Cairns is the latest store to open. Canberra, we just came from Canberra, but the store's coming soon there too. It's coming quickly. They're just popping up everywhere. Everywhere, just opening stores. So chances are by the end of the year, no matter where you live, you'll be a stone throw. From an AMX Superstore. That's a good call. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, current competition for AMX Superstores is to win a reconditioned KDM 125. This thing is going to be blinged out with all the latest parts and accessories that AMX Superstores carry. To enter the competition, simply go into any store and purchase any Penrite product to be entered into the draw. One product gives you one entry. Two products gives you five entries. Three products gives you 10 entries. Terms and conditions apply. The winner will be announced August 31st. Uh, that's pretty much after the final round of Primex at Coolum. And uh, also, if you guys are listening and you haven't yet, make sure you jump onto the AMX website and um, join the VIP club. You can sign up in store or in line. Right now, there's a competition going on to uh, go into the draw to win three prize packs. If you join the VIP club, each pack will be tailored to your riding style, whether it's off-road, moto, street, etc. What's that? Adventure. Don't forget the adventure. Don't forget guys. the adventure. I'm not hating on adventure. That is honestly the biggest growing market in Australian motorcycling right now. Yeah, so. I, could, I definitely agree with that. Um, lots of other cool benefits, features, discounts, everything else online via the VIP club. Check it out. And uh, also got to give a shout out to Alex Gobert and the Moto Online Publication, our distribution partner for this show. We just spent um, all weekend in a media tent with Gobert and uh, it's actually pretty fun hanging out with him and it is, it is. the rest of the media guys at Primex. So um, if you are a listener via Moto Online and their awesome publication and content, um, thank you. We appreciate uh, the shares. We appreciate the love. And uh, with that being said, Darnell, um, we have Kyle Webster, Honda Racing's own Kyle Webster, who has got a little bit of a perfect season going on right now. I think he's about near hole shot at every moto and has been the fastest guy in, in both and um, and won four motos straight in MX2. Yeah, he's really showing that he is the pinnacle right now in that MX2 class. Um, after what we've seen, after Canberra and Wontaggy, two very different tracks, mm. two very different conditions, same outcome. Yeah, it was. And I think uh, I was – maybe I wonder if he's going to be able to do it on the hard pack because the sand is somewhat of his strong point, but he answered all questions. So we got Webster coming on. We're going to give him a call. Uh, in about 10 minutes' time, we'll call Webby and get him on to get things moving. But uh, before we start with that, let's talk about the event. Let's talk about Primex. Everything in between, Darnell, because – or want Daggy – it wasn't really way to throw everyone in the deep end. Yeah, like, hey, we haven't raced for the best part of 18 months. Uh, let's go to Wontaggy. Let's let it rain all weekend. Let's have hail, wind, rain. Everything in between. Uh, no sun. There was no sun. No. Um, and it really put everyone to a test. But it, we got through it. Uh, but go to Canberra. We got there Saturday. It was super hot. I didn't pack shorts. I didn't think I'd need them. I was cooking in my yeah. black skinny jeans. It was hot in that media tent. Oh, it was hot. Um 
no, track was high pack. They prepped it well. It did bake off a little bit in the afternoon. It got pretty gnarly. But, uh, man, it is a cool racetrack. Like I said to you yesterday, we were sitting there, I think it was during the MX3 moto. Mm. We were sitting there watching it. I'm like, man, this would be a really fun track to ride. Yeah. Like just the way it flows. I'm a big hard pack guy because <laughs> <Clearly>. ter- <laughs> sand terrifies me. Right? Yeah, yeah. And if I don't really have a specialty, but mm. if it is one, it's hard, hard pack. pack. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it looked like a really fun track to ride. Um, the placement of the track, you're like 10 minutes from the CBD, five minutes from the airport. Yeah, logistically, it was a dream. Like, we Perfect. literally flew in. Um, I actually forgot my driver's license, so I couldn't pick up my rental car. So you could have walked to the track. Yeah, I could have. I ended up catching a, um, a taxi to get to the track, and then the hotel was two minutes from the track. Everyone was basically staying in the same spot. Uh, we ended up going out for dinner Saturday night and cruising, like, downtown Canberra on yeah. scooters. Like, it was, it was super fun. So, I don't know. Hopefully, the round comes back. I think... Um, there was some maybe some teeth and pains with the venue. The track wasn't quite where it needed to be in a few spots. But that back section on TV looks so cool where they do the, the, the downhill two, right, the setup jump, the big doubles. big step up. Um, and then for the fans, like I was standing on the bank that first um, the first motor that went out, so that would have been MX two. Yep. Um, I just wanted to get out and suck the atmosphere out because I didn't do that at all at uh, yeah, one thaggy because why would you go outside, right? Yep. And and Really, you see the top side of the circuit, like the stadium section, and then once they go down the back hill, you can't really see them. But the only part you can see from the bank, as is they come up, and they go through the trees through that big step up, yeah, and yeah. and the crowd were literally like, whoa, whoa! You could hear people. Well, it's hard not to be impressed when Brett Metcalf is basically throwing best whips. Every yeah, Matty was uh, for an old dude. He was peeling. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty impressive. And then, um, like the first lap in the four fifty photos, like Cloudy was out front every time. Yeah. Pretty much, and it would be cloudy scrubbing, and then Mel Ross or Gibbsy or someone behind him, maybe doing the same thing. just doing the same thing. It was just a whip train. It was. It would have been a fun part of the track, um, but yeah, that that was that was cool. And uh, you know what else I noticed? You know, I, I try to get out and just see what's going on. Big crowd. Crowd was cool. Crowd was great. Um, but a lot of uh, new like. New fans. New fans. Like Obviously, Canberra, it hasn't been to Canberra for a long time. When was the last time we were there? I think I want to say 08, yeah. but I, I don't know. I don't know that. That's just me speculating. But because you know how I know the new fans because they get there super early. Yeah. So I saw a few guys walking around and families and different things, and, and you can just tell that they're new to it. So that was cool to see. But um, yeah, it was it was a good round. It was really a good bounce back from Monthaggy. Um, everyone seemed pretty happy to be at a, a normal race that wasn't just a mutter, a mutter, um, wind, rain, everything they, in between. They changed the first turn. Yeah. Cause that used to be a 180 right, which was pretty hairy. And now it was a f- sort of fast, not even a 90. It was just like a 180. It was like a 45. Yeah. 45, uh, right. Which only one big collection. There two, yeah. There was two incidents, but really, yeah, the, the one in the 450s. And MX2. Yeah. Right, so the second moto is yeah. basically got yeah. pretty real. Um, and this was also the first round with the back-to-back part one, part two motos. That that produced some good racing. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. I don't really know where to start. I, I think... We'll start from the beginning. We'll of the start... Um, so it's all, we'll call Webster in a minute. So before we get into calling Kyle Webster, um, who, who pretty much dominated proceedings, let's talk about MX2 a little bit. Um should probably know where this link is. Here we go. So, probably MX2 Moto number one. Here we go. Um, obviously, 
Webster dominates. He uh, had a 15-second lead at the flag. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he cruised that last lap as well. Yeah, we'll talk to Kyle in a minute, but he was on it. Um, Murray number one, Wilson. Jay Wilson was second. Noah Ferguson third. So we had some new faces on the podium. New faces. Well, Jay hold Wilson. <laughs> Jay, new, Jay's new a veteran. This year. Yeah, new faces from round one, I should say. Yeah. Um, Ferguson, this is the first round I think he's had a breakout ride. You know, I've finally got a start. Yeah. Got I, it together. I've kind of hyped up Ferguson for a long time. Yep. You know, I've been a believer. Not trying to be a, a web wagon or whatever, but yeah, right. Ferguson freight train. I don't know, but yeah, you could always <laughs> see the speed was there. He just had to put it all together. Yeah, he just had to figure it out, and he finally got two good starts. Yep. Stayed out of trouble, and man, he ended up second overall. Yeah, he did. Really impressive. Um, so Ferguson was third in motor one. Wilsey uh, came through to fourth. Really good first motor. Reese Bard six. Um, so Reese Bard, unfortunately for. Um, Lawwood, he was in the wars all day. Yep. So he, there was a freight train. Basically, you got Wilson and um, Ferguson battling. Yep. And at the same time, you got Bud and Lawwood battling. And they're literally like four wide, yeah. chopping and changing. As they went over that big Buddha we were talking about, it, it um, sweeps right yep. after that. Goes up the hill a little bit. Was it Bud coming up the inside or Lawwood coming up the inside? So Lawwood comes up the inside. Yeah. Wilson makes the pass on... Uh, Ferguson around the outside into that little jump then Lawwood comes to the inside Bide on the outside they collide and it was a pretty big hit they both go yep. down um, so somehow Reese Bud got up from that because it was like the halfway point he charged all the way back to fifth which was super impressive well he was your fastest qualifier too that's true he did qualify first um, is he a local guy around there he's not too far he's he? not local but he's from New South yeah. and you notice with Melrose you notice with Clout Bud Willsey Willsey like those, those guys, guys can ride hard pack yeah and that they just know the feel of the front tyre well a lot of those guys would have been down there for King of uh, was it King of the Mac yeah the, the no it was Ford? East Coast East Coast sorry. Yeah, yeah East Coast um, all of them did the preseason race there um, Moto number one Rogers Cosford Dobson Dobson that's a strong ride gnarly he, he we might try and get him on actually he said he was sleeping today when I texted him about coming on. He texted me just before we went live and said he's still keen to come on if we can get him on. So we might try and squeeze Jesse in as well there. But, um, man, Dobson breaks his collarbone, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Big, big result on the weekend. Yeah, it kept him in the championship hunt. Um, sitting, where's he sitting in points now? I think third. he's third, yeah. Third? Yeah. yeah, so um, Isaac Ferguson had a couple good starts. He was 10th in Moto1. Uh, Ty Jones, Jai Roberts. I kind of thought Roberts would do a bit more this weekend. I think he's still building. He is. It didn't look like he had that. He's got the flash of the speed throughout the day. Yeah. And they will come. He does some cool stuff. You look yeah. at him sometimes, right? And you're like, wow, that was cool. But yeah. it's it's. Well, you got to remember, like, all these guys have had a year off racing. He's had two. He's had, like, yeah, two and a near, half. Yeah, near, yeah, nearly two years. Well, he, he injured himself before round two of 2019. Yep. So what's that? Yeah, two and a bit years. April, oh, yeah, just just over two years. So it was good to see Caleb Byron back. Um, he was thirteenth in Moto One. Um, the name that you'll be looking for that you keep scrolling through was Nathan Crawford in Moto One. Oh yeah, uh, NATO mechanical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from what I heard, electrical problem. Okay, that's what I heard. Yeah, don't know how true it is, but um, that came from the pit. Talk that would have been that was early in the race too. That was like it was lap two. In. It was yeah, lap two. He yeah. pulled off after the finish jump onto that infield there, and, and I looked. I was still on the bank, and he was messing with 
something underneath. Yeah, he's trying to get the bike going. Well, I mean, it was it was running. He was yeah. I was on the bopper, but it yeah. didn't sound like it should. So I heard some some sort of electrical issue, which was a real shame because he came back in the second moto. Yeah, um, it was definitely no injury. And yeah. we'll go to those results. Well, that was my my fear at first because we've seen him a few times. Well, he's he's been he's always had a he's had a run of injuries lately. Yeah, like, and like. You kind of your head goes there, but he ended up second in Moto Two. Yeah, but like he said in the interviews on TV, he was so bummed out because he's like Webster's gone four from four, and I'm now thirty points back. Yeah, it's something like he's got thirty-one points over second. And I don't know if that field is deep enough for him to claw that back. Like Webster's at worst going to be a third place guy. Like, can you see him being any further back than that? Honestly, like other than Ferris in like that. Run in seventeen eighteen. Yeah, you no, think, you no think one's that looked at going perfect season, but after four rounds, oh, that's a bold call though. It is. I mean, no one's shown anything yet. Nato like, tracked him down a little, like, but here's my thing in Moto Two. So Moto Two, Webster goes out again. He only wins by eight seconds this time over Nato Crawford. But there was a point in the moto. I'm going to ask him about this in a minute. Um, I felt like Nato caught him at the early stages. Yeah, and I think. NATO not knowing the track from Moto One really hurt him. What what, what do you think? I st- look obviously that would have made a difference, but that track, the afternoon, those second motos, that was a different track to the first motos. But that's what I'm saying. He went from a tacky qualifying track he, to that dry, dusty. I still, like, I, I just feel, I feel like it hurt him. That's all. I um, still think if it come down to it, and he got really, if he really got onto the back of him, mm. onto the back of Webby. I still think there's another gear in Kyle Webster right now. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I won't. You've seen it in those in both motos. He's just hit a point and just cruised. Mm. I won't disagree with you. Like he's dialed in right now. His his program's good. The bike looks really good. I mean, Uribe's got um, a lot of new people involved in the team. Yeah. Mark Sladek is, I think he's like manager now. Yeah, um, Jared, and uh, Piney is like a head head technician. Yeah. Um. So you've got like Jared Pine, Piney, as everyone knows him in the pits. He was Wilson Todd's mechanic when he went. Back-to-back championships. Yep. Um, Sladek's like a really established mechanic in the off-road world, Fink and um, Hatter and, and everything in between. He owns Somerville Motorcycles. So, you know, that that's the technician shop there. Um, so for Sladek and Piney, and then the team is Honda's team as he reruns great ship. Like, man, Webster's... He's in the, he's in he's the box. He's got everything right he needs, right? Um, which is... You know, I think Serco will be, um, you know, licking their wounds a little bit from the mechanical, but it's good to see finally NATO run up front. Because remember, he came in from an injury too. So that's tough. So he went second in Moto2. Ferguson went third. Reese Bud fourth. Bud is super impressing me. He's riding really well at the moment. To, like, to see him be rewarded with a ride with Yamaha this year, and I think a few people, maybe not surprised, but... Um, I wouldn't have put him... Like, we've seen him in... He was on the Honda in that um, MX3 back in the day. Yeah, he basically... And he was strong there, but he didn't really transition. Yeah, he, he took a while to figure it out. He did. And he was part of Lee Hogan's junior team. And then he went to the Ride Red Support Program. And he did it the hard way. But now he's got this Yamaha ride. You know, when, when you start being fast qualified, when you start being a top three, top four guy, like the way Bud's learning curve, if he can stay healthy, like I reckon he... And that he, team's had a lot of success in the past, too. I mean, like, you got Bishop, Scott Bishop running it. You've got so much experience with Mike Ward and everybody else. Like, you know, they were the previous MXD, MX3 Recon, team. Yeah. Um, and they've got more championships than you can 
you know, shake your fist at, but um, that's a solid bike too. That Yamaha, as if like as you look through that list there, how many Yamahas are in the top ten? They own MX2 right now. You've got Crawford Yamaha th- uh, second. You've got Bud Yamaha fourth. Dobson Yamaha fifth. Wilson Yamaha sixth. Cosford Yamaha seventh. That's five or six in the top ten. Um, and Lawler qualifying, they had eight out of the top ten. Yeah, when the tracks are deep, like their, their motors are so good right now, but. Um, it was cool to see, you know, Gas Gas. I think that's probably their first 250 podium in MX2. In MX2, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we we'll had a about, very successful day in another class. Yeah, MX3, they really did. Um, Roberts was ninth. Mahone was eighth. Cosford, good ride for Cosford. He was seventh. Jay Wilson comes together with Larwood, I believe. Don't quote me on this, is what I heard, so to speak. Um, I think whether they took each other out, I don't know. But I think the result was Larwood. Broken uh, collarbone or discated shoulder or something yes. like that. So he DNFs Moto Two, um, which is a shame because he had a really good opening round. So hopefully he's good to go for round three. Um, Dylan Wills crashes in the first turn, comes back to tenth. Yeah, from 39th. Yeah, that was impressive. But tell you what, Cosford impressive ride in Moto Two, very quiet. Same for Corey Mahone, um, that was impressive too. Um, so yeah, good job on those guys. Hugh McKay, quiet day for McKay. He was like. 10th, 12th all yeah, day. We caught, we caught up with him on Saturday. Yeah, we did a little bit of a pit feature with him, but... Um, I think he's still going to try and... It looked like he was just back. trying to find a flow and kind of overriding. Um, Levi Rogers, the other uh, GYT... No, Yamalub Yamaha rider, he was... I think he was 7th in Moto 1, and he was... 14th. 4th in Moto 2, so maybe, maybe a bit of that first-turn drama, but um, that kind of covers the heavy hitters and the results and we'll get Carl Webster on the phone here in just a second. But, um, Ferguson, very consistent day. We'll go through the rest of the results here real quick while Donnell is getting, yeah, I'm doing double duty. You today. are your co-hosting, co-hosting producing. Uh, it was a strange day. We tried to get some co-hosts in, but a lot of people drove from, um, to Canberra. to Canberra. They drove back, flew to different areas. Like it just really didn't work out for anybody in Victoria to get them in, so to speak. Um, so we've scraped the bottom of the barrel and here I am. No, don't be, <laughs> do not be saying that. You are a very qualified co-host. All right, let's get him on a FaceTime audio call. And, um, and we are going to bring on Kyle Webster from the Honda racing team in just a second. Waiting for him to come yep. through. We're just waiting for the call to come through now. Just while we wait, did yep. you see, like I was strolling through Trade Alley on the weekend, and obviously we'll talk about AMX as our partner, and they've got a really good setup up there at the moment. Mm, the trade. It seemed like the Trade Alley was going off all day. It was, and you talked to the AMX guys, they said that you did a roaring trade as far as the activation. A lot of a lot of people were coming by, and, and the crowd, they were, in, they were engaged with all the you know, all the sponsors and all the, the pit setups. It was really cool. But uh, with that being said, AMX Superstores bringing you the man that is uh, four from four in MX2 right now, Kyle Webster. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good, thanks. How are you? Good, mate. Thanks for taking the time out to come on and uh, and hang out with us for a little bit, mate. So how's your, yeah, uh, how's your Monday been? Just kind of cruising, recovering? Yeah, I've been pretty dead today. <laughs> we got home really late last night after us. Flying back and then driving uh, back down to Inbox. So yeah, that's yeah, true. I was on your flight. Crazy day for us. I was on your flight actually. Yeah. I think, wasn't I? Yeah, I think like just about all of the yeah. moto industry was on that flight back to Melbourne. No, no it was nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good to get out of there. I reckon on Sunday nights um, and then get home Sunday. Uh, so you have sort of Monday to just chill out and do not 
not too much. Whereas if you travel Monday, it ends up taking the whole day, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, you lose that day, and uh, and traveling yeah. is not is not a, everyone that's kind of thinks it's relaxing, but you you get pretty tired and dehydrated as an athlete traveling, um, being at altitude and yeah. whatnot. And and you had a, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a hard day, Kyle. Like, let's start with that. You were um, you were, oh, were basically on another there. level. Sorry, you there, bud. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, you're all good. Um, we were saying it didn't look like a particularly hard day for you in the sense that you you looked like you were doing it easy, but I'm sure you were you were putting in your laps under that helmet. It must have been pretty intense. Yeah, definitely. It um, no, nah, definitely by all means it wasn't easy. It uh, I just felt like I found found quite a good flow in both races. I um, I kind of yeah, like I said, I was just ticking off my laps and um. The first moto, I got off to a really good start, obviously, and um, managed to put in a few good laps at the start and build a little bit of a gap and then just maintain that. Well, well, that's an understatement. uh, You didn't put in a little gap. You won by 15 seconds. (laughs) So um, (laughs) the first few laps, I think you crossed that finish line on the first lap. You had like a five-second lead from my memory. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, like you were gone. I'm not sure. Like you just got the clear track and put the hammer down, and I think everybody else was kind of battling between themselves and – yeah, when you came through, you had checked out at the end of lap one. Like it was already, uh, it was already over. Yeah, <laughs> I just tried, uh, tried, yeah, like the first few laps to try and put the hammer down and you know build myself a little bit of a gap. And then, yeah, I suppose once you have a little bit of a gap to work with, it's a little bit easier to maintain the race. Um, but yeah, the second moto, obviously, the boys were right behind me for a lot of it, so it was good to um, just. Yeah, I guess have that pressure behind me and also just work on like focusing on myself and what's in front of me, not worrying too much about what's going on behind. Yeah, it looked like, because uh, NATO obviously, NATO Crawford got up into second and I think from memory, there, there was a few laps around the midway mark where I feel like he kind of reeled you in a little bit and, and you could probably hear him at that point. Like, did you know he was there? Yeah, I did. I, I, I wasn't entirely sure who it was for a, a good part of the race. Yeah. Um, but then I managed to catch a glimpse and I saw that it was NATO. So, you know, I know how fast he is and, and he's no slouch. He definitely hang on there for the whole entire moto. So, yeah, when I sort of saw that he was closing the gap a little bit, I, you know, on my pit board, I tried to uh, put down a few good laps. And honestly, for the majority of them, he matched me. So um, I think it was just sort of later towards the end of the race, I managed to get in a few a few good ones and there's a few lappers involved and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, I managed to open it up a little bit more. Yeah, it was uh, it was a challenge, but you know you you uh, you matched it. I, th- I I think NATO not getting to ride the track in the first moto probably hurt him down the stretch a little bit, where you were able to you know flow the whole moto. I think he was kind of um, yeah you know bulldogging it a little bit more and just charging. Um, oh, definitely. You know, but uh, it, it was it was a, a cool dynamic to see. But um, we were just chatting, Kyle, before we called you up. We were chatting about your infrastructure now with the Honda Racing Team, and I was talking about how Jared Pines come over, and you've got Mark Sladek, and obviously your Reeve, and your Reeve sort of invested in some new, you know, team personnel. I think my understanding is that um, Mark's kind of like the the race, um, like the race weekend team manager, and then Piney's kind of like head technician. So maybe talk to the fans about that a little bit, like the team. You know, we've we've talked a lot about your training program with Ross Beaton and and uh, the Beaton's Pro Formula guys, and obviously the team is the other side to the coin. Where it looks like you know we were hanging out there a little bit with you on Saturday, and it's a really dialed operation at this point. Yeah, the team's awesome at the moment. Um, everyone sort of gels really well together, and um, you know, like 
me, Brett and Kirk and uh, Ben, obviously, we all get on really, really well. Like it's it's just a really good vibe there at the moment. And then, um, yeah, having Piney and Mark along um, and, of course, like my mechanic Craig and just everyone seems to have their part really, really well at the moment. Um, everyone knows what they have to do and obviously the bikes are all working really, really well. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the team's really solid. Uh, your bike's fast too your bike is fast like hondas are not renowned as the fastest bike out of the box we all know that and and i i don't want to jinx you i hate to say it but we've we've seen in previous years you've had a fast bike that maybe had some mechanical issues you know um but this year i i don't want to jinx you but man it sure looks like everything's firing on all cylinders because you're you're ripping hole shots you're constantly like i I, you got to say canberra and one thaggy probably two of the longest starts on the season um, as far as like distance and, and you're running up front, no problem against the Yamahas. So it's, it's an impressive motor package you've got. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, my bike's really strong. Um, I guess the, the motor that I've had in the past have been full American spec ones. Cause yeah, as we know, like the Hondas aren't renowned for being the fastest bikes out there. But, um, the one that we've got now, um, Jared, like Piney's built, uh, here just done the stuff himself and dyno it all here and it's uh it's working really really well yeah yeah he was um he was definitely piney's pumped on his on his aussie motors as he calls them <laughs> but um <laughs> no it's cool to see mate so uh i think you know sort of a coming of age year for you like how old are you now Carl? uh 25 yeah so i mean you know you've been you know, like my first memories of you is the 2015 season. You know, you you had the support ride with, you know, like Dan McCoy, like way back in the day and you were coming through, you come from WA and it's been a yeah. slow build. But, um, you know, this year it seems like you've been able to really, you know, bridge that gap as far as uh, being a guy to having the confidence and the experience to maybe be the guy, you know? Yeah, it was funny. I was actually talking about that year in 2015, um, on the weekend and how it sort of, how I sort of eventuated getting over here and how that year was um, coming from like moving over from WA and, you know, having just fully moving on my own when I was 18, no mechanic or anything in the track. It was, it was pretty gnarly. So it is cool to, I guess, look back on that and yeah, see where I've kind of got to now, I suppose. And, um, but yeah, I think at the moment I've definitely, definitely got the experience a lot more, like a lot more race experience, I should say. Yeah, it just um, looks, um, you just look cool, calm, composed. Like, not like you did in years past. You've never been a wild rider or anything. Um, but, yeah, you know. I you, just used to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Maybe maybe, maybe you, you did, but, I mean, you're not the biggest of riders, like, statute-wise and size-wise. You have to be smooth. You can't just, uh, you know, hang it out because you're, not to say you're not strong, but, um, you know, Although you've been riding the 450 yeah. a lot, right? That that you've been training on the 450 a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much rode a 450 the whole of last year during COVID, and then uh, for the majority of the preseason this year, I rode one as well. Um, just because we did so many hours, and it wasn't really necessary to ride the 250 for that period. Um, yeah, budget, guess, like, budget the trans- wise, there's yeah, no point. The, yeah. Nah, the transition back to the 250 isn't crazy like it only takes us sort of a few days a week or whatever to start riding it properly again um but yeah definitely made me a little bit lazier riding the 450 for so long yeah especially with your size you wouldn't have to do anything to have that thing ripping yeah Yeah, i had to get back to used to uh riding the wheels off the 250 again 
yeah, it's um, yeah. I think, and uh, you know, honestly, looking at you, I think that fourthy experience is is paying dividends. Like watching you through, because it was pretty rough, wasn't it? I think the TV didn't do the track justice. Those bumps were extremely choppy, and it wasn't that square edged. A lot of the bumps raised out of the ground on the fast sections, from what I could see. But man, it it looked rough. Yeah, it was. The track was um, a lot rougher than what I thought it was going to get, um, especially after practice. Like once we do practice, I was like, oh, it's going to be pretty hard and dry and sort of baked. But it um, it just seemed to keep going through, you know, like loads of ruts sort of formed up. And, yeah, there was heaps of bumps. There was tons of braking bumps, acceleration bumps. Like they yeah, were everywhere. Like that right-hander so, after the mechanic section, that was gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just, that whole straightaway. Yeah, um, yeah, because I'll admit, like when I saw qualifying, especially because you guys were out first, I was like, oh boy, we're gonna have a freight train day today. Like whoever gets to start, you know, it's just gonna be a, yeah. you know. But the track was really racy. Um, you could move around, you could jump in and out of lines. Um, yeah, it was good. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially after, after qualifying, that's what I thought as well. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a tight racing day, but I guess the way it formed up, it allowed you to do different things and yeah like you said move around a lot yeah it was cool to see there was some good racing going on behind you you probably didn't see any of it but uh you were you were gone most of the day but um <laughs> no it, it was cool especially after Montaggy. i mean that's I, I don't think people get this and i'll i'll say this you know obviously i only live uh i'm on the other side of like the bay so i'm like an hour away from Montaggy, so to speak but um yeah. You know, if I go to the beach by my house and you used to live on the peninsula, so you know this, like I'm on the on the port side of the peninsula. Um, yeah. If I go to Summers or if I go to uh, Balnaring, I look across the water, you can see, uh, you know, Wontaggy, Phillip Island, right? So um, they don't get that. That's a pretty typical weather situation for Wontaggy and you guys train there pretty much every week. So as much as it was devastating conditions for anyone that doesn't live in Victoria, um, <laughs> pretty normal day for, for you and your crew, really, right? It, it really was, yeah. Like, for how much it rained there and how wet it actually was, the track held up unreal. Like, Ross did a really, really good job of that joint. So, it was oh, – the track was different, like, because of how much it rained and, um, and whatnot and – how it sort of formed up. It was very different to most days that we ride it, but yeah, we do ride there a lot. So we did sort of have, have an idea of how it would be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was, the weather was just like a normal day. <laughs> We've had plenty of them. Yeah. It's just another day, right? Um, yeah. No, nah, it was, you could tell, you know, you guys were, you know, that one thank you track when it's like that, if, if you ride it often, it's a pretty easy track to put together. If you don't, it's, it's a nightmare. Um, Oh yeah, it's like like we've ridden there and it's been full hard pack, and then we go there another day and it's like sandy, and then you ride there another day and it's like curls. You know what I mean? Like ruts everywhere. It's it's a hard track to get your head around, and like how it can look so good and it can be super slippery. Like it's quite deceiving. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it definitely is. So, um, hey yeah. Carl, I'm just gonna stop you there, mate. We've actually lost the live stream, so. Um, oh no stress that's, we don't need to uh, sorry about that bro uh, where were we I can't remember what we were talking about we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just have to figure out um, this is bizarre this never normally happens anyway um, so we'll just pretend like we're straight back into it I'll just go from here um, so chatting about you know like I said 2015 you know you sort of come over you rode MX so to speak and then MX2 uh, um, you spent a lot of time on the 450 
is it something that's on the radar trying to go to MX1 in the coming, like, you know, next yeah, year or, or the year after or? Yeah. No, definitely. Well, my, like, I wanted to go to the 450s this year, um, obviously, with Corona sort of putting. Well, um, yeah, obviously, you wanted to go to 450s this year because um, you've been in the yeah. title hunt for a few years, so to speak. Um, but I guess everything happens for a reason, right? So, in a roundabout way, it might have pushed your, uh, you know, going up to MX1 back, but it gives you a shot to really go after this MX2 title. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm not super disappointed. Like, there's no age restriction here or anything like that. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter a whole heap whether it's one more year or whatnot. But yeah, I, uh, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. Like, I like the team. I really like my bike and and whatnot. But yeah, it doesn't bother me too much. As sort of as long as I get get a chance to go next year. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, there's only a certain amount of rides available and whether you know. Like well, yeah, that's will, true. They will fill up quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of established guys that, um, you know, for the most part are, uh, you know, it's hard to replace someone like a, a Medi or a Gibbsy or a Cloudy. Like, they're, they're established 40 guys, right? So you've really got to be coming to the table with something impressive to, to get one of those spots on those teams. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's going to do me, like, anything bad for me to stay one more year in MX2. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely keen to get up to the 450 class and race with those guys, especially after doing so much time on the 450 the last sort of year and a bit, you know, it, um, I was never too stressed about it, but after riding it for so long, I really started to like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I only kind of had a full stock one. Like I was, I was really enjoying it though. Yeah. It's, it's tough to go back, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll test the 250 here and there. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than you and I'm not in race shape. So 250s for me it don't really work, but, um, you know, uh, you jump on one and you're like, man, how did I ever ride one of these things? You have to ride them so intense and carry so much rolling speed. Um, yeah. Compared to the 450 where you can lug it, be a little bit more precise. It's, it's a whole different rolling style, but, um, Carl Webster, thanks for coming on, mate. Brought to you by AMX Superstores. Um, sorry to have had some technical difficulties while you're on the phone, bud, but I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, I think you've been really impressive this season in MX2, You've opened a lot of eyes and, um, you know, let's hope you can keep the ball rolling, mate. I really think you can. And we'll see you in uh, in SA in a few weeks' time. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, yeah, appreciate it. All good, buddy. We'll chat soon. Yeah. See you in uh, South Australia. You will. Thanks, mate. See you, guys. Bye. All right, guys, Kyle Webster brought to you by AMX Superstores here on the AMX Moto Online Primex Recap Show from Canberra. Um, those of you guys that are listening to this that were watching the live stream, we apologize. I don't know what's going on with the internet in our building tonight, but we've dropped the live stream a couple of times. Yeah, it's been a bit glitchy, so we apologize for the technical difficulties, but the joys of doing things live. Um, don't worry about it. Just, 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 just cut it. Okay. Yeah. We'll chalk, Sorry, guys. We'll chalk I'm, this I'm one up. I'm working on it. We'll chalk this one up to a bad night. So, hey, Donnell, let's uh, let's chill out and let's talk about MX1. Wow. The internet really is glitching out tonight. Everything just turned off. Oi. Oi, what's going on here? Oh, everything's going <laughs> Everything downhill is going fast. bad. Wow. Um, um, sorry everyone for li- <laughs> This is great <laughs> Things are going well I come on the show once <laughs> Nah it's it's all good These things happen We've done how many years of live TV Yeah it just happens um, Right 
So let's go to <laughs> Thor MX1 um, qualifying. Max Purvis. Yeah, P1. That yeah. was really good for Max. So Interesting to see that in the sense of we know he's always had crazy speed on a 250, but he's never been known as a, you know, he comes off of the New Zealand MX2 title and yep. then to have him go uh, fastest, that's pretty impressive in his second MX1 appearance. Like it means he's got the speed on the big bike. Um, didn't really translate to moto scores. No, not not lately. Like it, as you've seen, when they come out for the AMX Superstores top ten shootout, yeah, um, he was reshuffled down the order again. You know, Cloudy came out and showed us. Yeah, that what was um, Cloudy. Really threw the hammer down. Like he was a second faster than anybody. Yeah, he was. He was going really fast. What the interesting fact was after um, MX One qualifying, if mm. you looked at the times, Reese Bud was the second faster than anyone else on the track. Yeah, we should look at that. Let's. Um, okay, so Moto Number One fastest time was a one thirty five for Cloudy. I think in the racing, the forty guys would have been faster. Yeah, they were definitely were, but it, it was just interesting to see. When the track was probably at its best, the 250 was, it seemed like, and it could, being a tight race track like it was, it would be better suited. It lends itself. I mean, we did, uh, and actually, shout out to everyone that listened to the post-race interviews that we put out last night. Um, surprisingly, a lot of people listened to those. So thank you for you guys that listened to it. And we had Todd Waters on, and the first thing he said, Dino, if you remember, was he literally had to tiptoe around that back section. Yeah. Because it was so slippery. Um, so the track really went away. And I think the 250 guys had the best track in the uh, in the morning. They were first out. And it's always a concern when the track's that fast in qualifying because it means that, uh, for the most part, the track's going to bake off in the afternoon. But cool. I'm um, just going to give the live stream one more go. One more try. Let's try. Sorted. I'm just going to not run off our internet. I'll run off my own. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully, we'll be back online soon. Sorry. But yeah, MX1. And maybe we do that from, from now on. But yeah. Um, we'll wait for the live stream to kick in before we talk about MX1. And no, we'll do, they don't want to work it though. Uh, okay, let's... I'll just put these ones out post. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of cuts, but we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, so, Moto 1, Cloudy, Hole Shots, and... No, sorry, Medi Hole Shots. Correct. Uh, and Medi went backwards in a hurry. He went, yeah. But I chatted to him at the airport, and I said, well, your goggles gone? He said, yes. Yeah. So he, he said he got hit you by a You can see him on that first lap, or first couple of laps. He was yeah. With the goggles I think when Cloudy got him, yeah. uh, he got filled in, and, and then something happened with his goggles, and, and he was very frustrated at the airport um, about that, understandably. So that's why he went from, like, first to ninth. Yeah. And then once he kind of stabilized and figured out how to ride, he started going back through again. But in that time, Cloudy was gone. Um Todd Waters rode through to second. It's a really good ride for Todd. Uh, Regan Duffy, he came from outside of basically, he was Top like ten. eighth, tenth. Yeah. He charged all the way through to third. It was kind of the story of his day. He couldn't get the starts figured out. Yeah. The fact that he could come through in that moto, though, and finish in third, like, that's the difference between guys who win championships and don't. I'm not yeah. calling it early and say he's going to win the title but now. But what you're saying is... But the consistency's there. Yeah. For him it, to be able to... He's like, all right, it's not his style of track, mm-hmm. but he managed it. Yeah, and he got on the overall podium, and he keeps the red plate. Just holds on to some points. Yeah, he really did damage control throughout the day. You know what was funny? I actually forgot to say this to you uh, when we were watching qualifying. Did you see him and, and uh, Waters play riding? Yeah. 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 Waters comes over the tabletop next to him. Full goon air on the bop. Yeah. And then they go to the next corner and water stuffs him, like yeah. playing around. Those guys are, are pretty good friends. And I mean, that year, they like 
prior to lo- obviously going into lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, they spent a lot of time together, and I think that really, between working with Ross Beaton and riding with Todd, yep. he's got a lot of good people around him. He does. And that's going to make a massive difference. Yeah, for for a rookie and for a youngster in MX1, he's got a good mm. ecosystem of people around him. But uh, that was cool to see. I, I love Todd Water's attitude. Like in the post-race interviews we put on the podcast channel yeah. last night, he's like, man, I just, there's eight weekends of racing now for motocross. He's like, well, I love racing. I'm going to manage I'm going to Hatter. Yeah. I'm going to race AORC. Like, I just want to race. It's like, that's impressive. Um, Mel Ross was fourth in Moto1. Good ride. It set him up for the overall podium pretty well. Yeah, it did. Um, that second back-to-back was probably the best race of the weekend. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, just carry this for a sec. Sorry. I got Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, you watch like in that second back-to-back moto, we've seen, you know, Cloudy do the usual thing that he seemed to be doing all day, which was getting out front early and trying to gap the rest of the field. But Kurt Gibbs... Well, he got a start and they started to battle throughout the race and there's a a section of the track that as they jump back down the hill mm. that they come together. So They sure did come together. <laughs> and, you know, I was down at the podium after the race and you could see him like, there was no bad blood there. It was surprising because I really thought, when it went down, like I remember when we had Gibbsy on the Inside Dirt show a while ago yeah. and I asked him about how the whole that, team switch went down yeah. and he didn't seem too stoked on it. I wondered if there was problems. Um and then, you know, I, I kind of had to go to get some food anyway, and I dipped down behind the podium, and, and I saw Cloudy's bike come in, and I saw Gibbsy come in, and I was like, oh, okay, here we yeah. go. Like, what's up? What's up? And then nothing. They shook hands. Cloudy was like, I actually yeah. heard Cloudy go, no, nah, it's fine. That was, like, he was fine with it. Yeah. But Gibbsy said in the post-race interviews we put out, he didn't mean to make contact either. No, that's the thing too. Like, it, it was sort of like you just come into that line, and it's, um, you know, it, it happens, mm. you know. The bike will, at some times, do its own thing. So <laughs> yeah, he, he came in hot. Cloud didn't expect him to be that close. It's one of those things. But if we go back to Moto One, uh, Gibbsy came through to fifth. Riker's seventh. Tanny he was up front early in qualifying, made the top ten shootout, back from injury, uh, ninth. Jai Walker, uh, sorry, Tanny eight. Walker ninth. Jay Lamb tenth. Whiteman Tierney. Joel Evans back from his uh, mini injury on his shoulder from Montagi. Uh, 13, Latimer 14, Baldwin 15th, Wood 16, Findanis, Dixon, Zielinski, and Did you Dunlop. see Dixon's helmet? He went down and I believe... Dude, was in I did. What was that? Did he get hit? I, well, you'd hope so. <laughs> you would, yeah. Like, you really would. It just looked like he, it had just been split in half. I mean, shouting out to, you know, Troy Lee building a good helmet there because you could see that yeah. it did his job. Like, it, it really did. So... That was yeah. I saw that helmet. That could have been a whole lot worse. But um, it could have been a lot worse. Good to see. Good to see he was back out there. So that was Moto One, Moto Two in MX One. Now this is the first of the back to backs. Yeah. So it's thirty minute plus laps. So basically, it's um, fifteen minutes for the most part. Um, Clout gets out front. Um, Duffy gets on his tail pretty quick. Couldn't. Couldn't make a move. You could just see that Clout's a little more dialed in on the hard pack. Like, Duffy was... You see the way that Cloudy was all day. Yeah, like, he was... He was in the zone. Yeah, like he was like, there. All right, had a bad one at round one. Yeah. Got to bounce back. Got to do this. Got to get myself back into this championship. Mm-hmm. And other than, you know, if he didn't come together with Gibbsy, 
you know, it happens. That racing's racing, but there was nothing stopping him from clean sweeping the day. No, there wasn't. Gibbs, he wanted that second moto, like you could yeah. tell. He was fighting for it, but... In that first one, Cloud just had a little bit more race craft, a little bit little bit extra. It's a lot. He's got experience. He's yeah. done this a long time now, Luke Cloud. You know, as much as Regan Duffy's, you know, he's coming through the ranks and he's coming through fast. Yeah. He's still got a lot to learn. Yeah, you, you could tell there was more of a race craft, just a little bit more speed, a little bit more dial with his lines. Duffy was there. He was going for it, but it wasn't quite, wasn't quite on the same level as Cloudy when it needed to be. Melros gets third. Um, him and Waters in the first back-to-back go at it. And after the big step up, the right-hand yep. sweeper, um, Hayden actually went around the outside of Waters and Waters pretty much checked up, went left, yep. land on him. And in the post-race interview that you guys can listen to on the on the um, podcast channel, I said to Waters, what was that all about? You know, you got pretty aggressive. He's like, nah. He's like, Hayden and I race each other aggressive but clean. He's like, he always races me hard. And Yeah, there's a lot of respect there. Yeah, but he said, if I see that blue fender, it's on. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's okay. It. Just going to put it up there. So, But he got around Todd and got third, which set him up for the overall in, and, the, and the second moto, which we'll talk about in a minute, the second back-to-back. Medi goes fifth. Purvis got a sixth. So I think that was his best moto score of the day. Yep. Um, impressive. It's there. Gibbs was seventh, which killed him for trying to get on the overall podium, even when he won the second moto. He did say in the post-race interviews that... Um, it's a new bike for the year, and they're still searching for setup. So, well, that's the thing. How long's that Honda been out now? Well, as far as race development, he's done what, probably three or four races on it, exactly, if that. So and he's coming off the well. He was on CDR for the last couple of years. He was and on KDM before that. He wouldn't have ridden a whole bunch COVID year, really. Um, but yeah, Rikers eighth. Rikers. I chatted to Tyson Cherry, the team manager. And I sort of said, what was the guy at round one? You know, we, we all thought Rikers would be all over it, wet sand, and he's the Sandman from WA. But he just said um, he wasn't quite there, and, and he just had his new baby, and there's a lot going on. And also, bike setup, they've been testing. But Rikers, again, you know, in 2019, he was fourth, fifth, sixth is on, on the Suzuki, pro- yeah, on a privateer semi- Suzuki. Um, I don't know. That, that cow is a good bike, so I think... Everyone's a little bit waiting for him to figure it out. Um, he'll get there. He'll get there, but definitely not where we all thought he would be. Um, but hopefully he figures it out. Jay Lamb, ninth. I don't know anything about Jay Lamb, do you? No. I, I feel bad. Like he's, I've mentioned him a bunch. I don't know anything about him. Someone hit me up on the DMs. Let me know. Jay, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know we'll anything. We'll come and find you Gilman. We'll come and find you. Yeah, we'll you. come find you. He's riding for MXR&D, so that's Doggy Marmont's yep. setup. I saw... Ryan Marmont's the strangest dude as far as he's always there, but you never see him. I saw yeah. him in the stands with with the fans. He just had his headset on. Yeah. So he's involved between like Roberts and this Jay Lamb guy. Like he's yeah. involved, but so behind the scenes. Uh, he's keeping a low profile. Yeah. Yeah. Joel Whiteman, 10. Joel Evans, 11. Good ride for those guys in that one. Dylan Wood. Wood, Wood is riding good too. Tanny. Man, Tanny. Um, he had surgery again this week before the yeah. race. Took a fingernail off. Yeah. That would have felt so good with 450 Roost. Was it? Oh, surely he was running handguards. He said that, but the handguards don't fix everything. No. No, they don't. They do not. Um, so that was the first of the back-to-back motors. Now, the second one, we already we already covered it. Gibbsy wants the win. He tracks down Cloudy, puts him off the track, gets a little, gets a little wild. Uh, he only beats him by two seconds. Melros goes thirds again. So he goes 3-3. Three, three. 
And with the Olympic scoring, that actually puts him on the overall podium, even though he was off the top three in the first moto, so to speak. Duffy was fourth. Just, again... Just consistent. Just was there, but not quite there as far as the front guy's speed. You can see that he wanted to figure it out, but he he's sort of getting that smart about him where he can go, right, it's not my day. Mm. Don't try and push it and chase something that's not there. Yeah, so, 100%. Um, he was smart, and, you know, hey, he... he on a technicality, he probably grew his points lead. Yeah. Because he, he beat Waters. Yep. Um, and he beat Medi. Yep. And that was the overall podium from round one. Am I correct? Yeah. It, yeah. it was, yeah. Yep. So, um, Moto 2, Meroster, Duffy 4, Waters 5. He was struggling with feel and setup. Purvis went 6 again. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Medi 7. Uh, I don't think Medi was stoked on that. And he was pretty bummed out at the airport. Just not a good day all around for where he expects to be. Riker's 8th again. Tanny ninth, and then Lamb tenth. So wow, shout out to Jay Lamb. Uh, Connor Tierney really struggled. Didn't see him really yeah. factor into the top ten all weekend. This is this is his first real year on that Suzuki, isn't it? It is his first. It's his first proper fourth year. Um, yeah, uh, and he's been riding the Suzuki for a long time, but not racing with the team. And that's the thing you can set up at home, mm. but it's completely different come Sunday. It is, and I mean he's part of the Beaton's crew. You know he's going to want more than that. So yeah. I expect him to, to come out swinging it. Just um, while we circle back to Jaden Rikers. Now, I, sw- yeah. I said this to you at the track in the airport yesterday. Yeah. Like, Rikers was a fourth, fifth place guy. But now you look at who stepped up into the 450 class. Yeah. You've got Regan Duffy in there. Mm-hmm. Tanny's in there. Yep. Purvis is in there. Yep. Um, so that's really, you take that fourth, fifth, that's really a seventh, eighth. And that's it where is, he's at. But so then Ferris retired. Field's getting... I feel like... Although, actually, Ferris wasn't here in 19, so that, no, that's relevant. You're right. Yeah, okay. So, the field is just... It's starting to get deeper. It is, it. yeah. It, not like it wasn't ever deep, but I know what you're saying. It's it's There's three or four guys that have moved up that are filling those those top 10 spots. Well, it's yeah, it's top-level guys coming straight in, you know. And it's a few guys that, I think, because of this COVID situation, we haven't had guys over in Europe. Like, yes, Wilson Todd's gone over. Otherwise, he'd probably be in the MX1 class by now. Yeah, I would love to see him ride a 450 over here. So you see, I him. mean, I'm assuming if yeah. if MXGP doesn't work out, we would see him back. Hopefully, it does. Yeah, definitely, because he actually just won the first round of the British Championship this weekend. He did. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah, which is that's I, I come for the British Championship. That's a pretty hard series. Yeah, I, I would say maybe not quite on par depth wise in the whole field as like Primex, but. Uh, the, the front guys, it's definitely pretty they're, similar. They're going pretty fast. Like Brad Anderson, Billy McKenzie, all guys that have won it, they came over here at different times and have won motos and factored in the championship. So for Wilson Todd to go win over there, it's uh, a, a good step. It's, it's, it's a good first step. step. And as much, you know, being over there, it's going to get him more involved with guys over there. Yeah. You know, it keeps him around, keeps a name there. Not that they don't look to Pro MX, because obviously we've seen everyone go Jed Beaton. Yeah, I think all those guys over there. It was a shame that Malkowitz and Crawford went in COVID year. It's a poor timing. It, it really hurt their chances of staying over there. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, they had to go. Crawford definitely had to go with his age, you yeah. know, unfortunately. Uh, but hey, here it is. And, and you're right, that pipeline, you're right. We need the MXGP paddock to be looking to Australia. Yeah. We really do. Um, and those guys, by getting those good results in England or in Europe, that's going to make the teams look to Australia a lot more because yeah. it proves that like our front runners are have world got class. The speed. And there's no doubt about that. We've seen it, you know, time and time again. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's what makes that MX1 class. The so Lawrence deep. brothers getting on the podium. It's Supercross, like it's a good, it's a good time to be in in Australian motocross and Supercross right now. Um, as far as talent, talent is, it's, it's really deep. impressive. So, um, you know, Rikers eight, Tanny nine, Lamb ten, Tierney Whiteman, Walker Latimer Dixon rounds out top fifteen. Evans sixteen. So that's the back to back. The podium ends up going with um, CDO Yamaha one and two. Yep, super impressive. Uh, and, you know, so Clout, Meros, 1-2, Duffy, 3rd, keeps the red plate. So Honda kind of takes some positives from Gibbsy winning. Yeah. But definitely a lot of work for those Obviously, guys to do on the yeah. 450. They want to be on, on the podium at every round. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, obviously we're going to see it this year. Like there's no way that Gibbsy and Maddie aren't on the podium in more rounds. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, that speed that... Matty showed at that first round at Wonthaggy when a lot of guys were struggling, you know, mm. Metcalf come through. That's when his experience shines. But I feel like in those conditions, if the bike's not where it needs to be, suspension, chassis-wise... It's not that big a difference. Because it's so gnarly that your experience and your talent's going to get you through. But when you look at that track where it's fast, it's hard pack, those second motors, your bike won't where it needed to be. It doesn't matter how much experience you got. Because it'd chop out and how dry it was. Yeah. You're going to want to try and get that traction. And I've ridden that Honda in stock trim, and it it's definitely not where it needs to be with, with suspension package. I don't know if they're still searching for that. I'm just, you know, saying that, but talking to Gibbsy on the post-race, he said they've got some work to do. So it'll be interesting to see where they end up by Gilman, and if, if Benny's going to turn it around anyway, it's going to be Gilman. Yeah, of course. Hometown hero, home track. Because he just smoked all the pro guys that went out there the other week for the SA State Championship, um, he beat Duffy, he beat Melros, Tierney. You know, from what I hear, it was he was just on another level. So, um, Thor MX1, that's, that's probably... That's about That's yeah. about it. I mean, back onto those Hondas for a second. Like, obviously, they've got Webster's worked out, um, but that's the old chassis. Mm. So, they'll get it there, and they've got the right people there to do it. Mm. So... I yeah, I wouldn't be waiting. Like I don't think we'll be waiting too long to see them running up the front consistently. Yeah, I think you're right. And when they do figure it out, it's going to be a really cool addition yeah. to the stacked field that's already there. Um, all right, let's talk about MX3. Blake Fox, one one, one one, dominating gas, day. Gas, 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 one one, fun, fun, yeah. fast, so, fast. <laughs> so for the series right now, he's gone one two one one. Yeah, um, it's important to mention though that the likes of. Uh, well, Ty Keen, who was third in Moto One, and um, Rory Fairbrother that w- ran up front in Moto One early, same as um, Ryder Kingsford. Like these kids are juniors. They're young. They're young. You know, like 14, and 15. At at I think eighteen, Fox would be around there. I'm not entirely sure. I think he's around yeah, that eighteen mark. Eighteen mark. So if if you got guys like Kingsford that are fourteen, fifteen, that's a you know. Well, you look at the podium shot, and he looks like a man next to two kids. It does. Like, it's, it's like it's like when the kids first go into Big Wheel eighty five, yeah. and they're twelve, and the kids are fifteen, and that that age gap's such a difference. So if you go fifteen to eighteen, that's again three years. Um, that's just going to help these younger riders, though. <coughs> like the like. Oh, definitely. The it's going to bring that. Keane, it's going to bring them up to that next level, and that's what you see a lot in Europe. Like, what's the AMX Championship? That's fourteen to eighteen. No, EMX has no... Well, no age restriction. No, it doesn't. But it's 23. But there, there's a class under EMX. Yeah. Uh, the EMX 125. I think that's the 14 to whatever age group. But yeah, I know what you're trying to say. And that but helps bring that development through. Like we've seen, obviously, someone like Jet Lawrence. 
yep. race in that sort of class, and that just brings you up to that next level quicker. It does. It does. Um, but Fox goes 1-1. Benny Novak, super impressive. Um, Novak ended up going second in Moto1 with Kingsford's problems. Uh, and Novak, obviously from... Um, you know, from New South Wales. So he was comfortable in the terrain, you could tell. But uh, he goes, you know, second overall in the end for Novak. Yeah. So that was super impressive. Um, now, Ryder Kingsford, he was fifth in Moto 1. He was last lap battle trying to get into second around Novak. Yeah. Goes down, down hard and uh, and that's where the fifth came from. So Kingsford was there or thereabouts, but just a little bit of experience and it just didn't quite work out. But... Ty Keane, super impressive for, for Keane, young Victorian rider on the on the Ride Red sort of Honda Genuine program. Uh, Jack Mather, fourth. Kingsford, fifth in Moto1. Olander, Seth Birchall, Kobe Drew, Rosendich, um, and Holroyd. That's that's your top 10 in Moto1 for those guys. Um, and then Moto number two for MX3. Let's check that out. Um, Fox again. Now, Kingsford got second. He was challenging Fox, but just didn't quite have it. Three seconds was the gap at the end. Benny Novak again third. So he went two, three for second overall. Great ride for Novak over the weekend. Connor Tao is a kid that he led some laps again this weekend. When he figures it out, he's going to. He's going to be a front runner. He's young. He's going to be a guy in this class in the next few years. Kate here, same deal. Super young. Wasn't even going to be on a 250F, but jumped on one for the class in was the he end. Riding a one two, he was going to ride a 125. He was going to ride a 125, then they made the last-minute switch. But Good he's call. the kid that we talk about was junior 65 world champ. Mm. Um, but here we are now. Um, you know, six in that moto, ran up front for a little bit. Alex Anderson, again, same deal. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Um, he is a junior from Queensland. Like, these youngsters in this field, like, they're young. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good to see. Campbell Williams... Had a bit of a quiet day. He was ninth in moto two. Uh, Ty King was tenth, so that kind of killed his overall shot after that first moto. But um, same thing that we usually see in MXD, MX three scattered results. Um, yeah, it's usually you've got two or three, maybe four guys that are consistently at the front, and yep. then from there it's sort of it can yeah. be anybody's game. You know, like you can be on the podium and in one moto. It makes, and it, it makes it interesting. You know, that's and it's always good to see a lot of young kids coming through. And I think this new introduction of the MX3, where it's a younger age group, it's going to bring the riding level up a lot more and bring a lot of those guys into MX2 quicker. Mm. You're not going to have the guys, although, you know, it's under 19, so it used to be under 19, so it was 16 and 19. Yeah. You had three years to get it done, yeah. and you're out. You've got that extra year now. It makes a big difference. Um, it, it really is going to... It, the, you know, you see a lot more regional guys jumping into the class, like each round. Um, you know, they're like, oh, we'll go try it as a junior, get their feet wet. And so, go, you know, and it's a way to test speed, you know, because they've got that option to go back to being a junior. Yeah. And if it doesn't work. It's going to bring the junior level up a lot. Definitely. Because they're going to go back to junior racing and these tracks are not as rough. It's easy. Yeah, they're going to um, be able to go faster for longer. The endurance is going to be better. But right now we've got, um, you know, Blake Fox really um, 
establishing himself a little bit as the guy. We're only two rounds in, but um, I think Kingsford... Kingsford's coming. He's going to answer it, it, essay. There's no doubt about that. But um, all right, guys, we have had a show full of technical difficulties and we apologize about that. If you were watching the live stream on AMX Superstore's Facebook, Moto Online, Inside Dirt, we apologize. Uh, internet's been dropping out in the building. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but we will definitely fix it. Uh, a bunch of guys in the pits grabbed Donnell and I and said, where was the preview show this week? Well... If you actually look at the name, uh, it's the recap show uh, behind us. I'm not saying that to be smart, but uh, we really had only planned to do recap shows and, and, and do them well. And then the Inside Dirt show is going to fill in with different content as far as yeah. uh, previews, AORCs, different things. We just really have been busy uh, here at ID Media Group. and you we have. I've been on holidays. So. Yeah, true. Actually, you, I, I've been busy. And, and Darnell's been on holiday. So um, apologies if our loyal listeners didn't get the uh, the preview show for this round because there wasn't one. Um, but what we will do in exchange for that, we will hit you back with the Inside Dirt show next week. We'll cover some more in-depth on Prime X. We'll do AORC. We need to talk Supercross. We need to talk Supercross. Like, there's a lot to talk about. So uh, we will do that. And um, with that being said, this has been the AMX Superstores Motor Online Prime X recap show from Canberra. Um, of course, brought to you by AMX Superstores. They are the nation's leading motorcycle accessories retailer with over 15 locations nationwide. Cairns is the latest store to open. Canberra is coming soon. And if you go into any AMX Superstores location right now, you can go into the draw to win a pimped out KDM 125. It is going to be it's going to be cool. Decked out with. I've seen the parts list. They got rims. They got hubs. They got pipes. They got access to everything. And uh, are you seen the parts list? I've seen the parts list, and that's going to be one you want to win. And it's not just bling bits either. No, nah, it's going to be. It's going to. It's going to be. Gonna really be cool. Basically, the I, the plan for that bike is, we're building this bike. Someone can win it. And they can race one two five cup next year. Like it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Like it's going to be race built, ready to go. Let's go. Um, one product of Penrite. By, sorry, buy one Penrite product in store. You get one entry. Two products, you get two entry. Three products of Penrite, and you get ten entries to go into the draw. The winner is announced August thirty first. Terms and conditions apply. And also make sure you join the AMX VIP club, either sign up in store or online, hit the CTAs on the, the website and check it out. Lots of cool benefits, features and products on the VIP club. With that being said, we apologize once again for the technical problems. If you're watching the live stream, uh, we'll try and get that up tomorrow edited uh, from the camera. And um, Donna, thanks for co-hosting. No worries. <laughs> it didn't really work out tonight, but... I might hold off on it for a while. Yeah, a little too See, stressful. There was those jokes around the airport last night. Once mm. we get in front of the camera, it's going to break. It did. Yeah, it, it did. actually <laughs> did. Yeah, you, it's not so much the face for radio, but the internet broke. So yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, guys, uh, much appreciate. Thanks for listening. Keep liking, keep subscribing, keep sharing. Rate us on iTunes and Spotify. We really appreciate it. Uh, the feedback being back doing these shows regularly this year has been great and we it really is with that being said thanks for listening and we'll be back soon